Welcome to The Secret Life of Dietitians. I'm Laura Poland. And I'm Amy Keller. Happy 2022. We made it. Happy New Year. (laughs) We're going to be doing some really cool things this year, but one of the things that we wanted to start off with is kind of talking about dietitians do. We've talked about a lot of topics, talked about our secrets as dietitians and some of the best advice that we have to give, but we also think it's important that we demonstrate some pretty cool nutritional things, and we had an opportunity uh, to get to know our special guest today and some of her product, and we're really excited to be able to share some of this with you as our listeners today, and then maybe get you interested in something like this for your own life. So stay tuned. All right. Yes, I'm very excited. We got to experiment and uh, try something that I've been wanting to try for a really long time, which is growing things indoors. Now that it's winter and now that we don't have our gardens outside as dietitians, I, I don't know, a lot of people like to grow their own food. So I'd like to welcome Natalie Patterson. Natalie has a background in nutritional biochemistry and currently pursuing her master's in food science. Uh, Natalie grew up in New Zealand, and she was inspired by her Maori uh, upbringing to explore the value of growing your own food. Specifically, the Maori say, hey, kai, kai, <laughs> I'm going to... Natalie's going to have to help me on this. Heikei kai aku ringa, which means food from my hands, which struck a chord with Natalie. And for Natalie, this notion underlined the current disconnect between people, food, and nutrition in our contemporary society. After studying food and nutrition extensively, she's concluded that growing microgreens from home and tapping directly into their immense nutritional potency was the best way to seamlessly make people's lives more nutritious and sustainable. Her program or her her in-garden, she has found a way to improve how we nourish ourselves through innovative, fresh, and accessible nutrition without sacrificing ease ease or convenience. So welcome so much, Natalie, if you want to say hi. Hello, everyone. No, and correct my so pronunciation. <laughs> yes, yes, no. You did You did a fair job. Like, honestly, I'm terrible at names and pronunciation myself, so I was very impressed. Um, I cannot wait to chat with you both today. I think that it's just so exciting that we now live in a time that we can share, you know, expertise and experiences with, you know, each other, equal, equally passionate individuals in the space, but of course, more importantly, the listeners and, and just say, share these like golden nuggets of um, information. Because I think, you know, I think one of your your main things you guys like to say is we, we will eat, but we're all not necessarily experts in the matter. And so, I think that self-knowledge is self-empowerment, and that's what uh, someone listening to our episode today hopefully will walk away with. (laughs) I think Amy did get empowered. Amy was a little (laughs) hesitant about this, right? (laughs) Right. And so you just need to come and look at my house every spring and what a poor gardener that I am. I've been to Laura's house, and she seems to be able to rock it. And so when she mentioned that we're going to be growing things, I thought, "Mm, maybe I'm not going to be growing things, or maybe what I grow will be terrible. But I'm so excited to say that even I, 
<laughs> the less green thumb of the group could grow what I grew. And I'm very, very excited. I have lots of pictures as I was growing it that I'm going to definitely share with you guys. But tell us a little bit about InGarden and how you got it started and what maybe, you know, people can you know think about what, what this might mean to them. Mm-hmm. Like As Laura said, it's a a good way, you know, we're here in Ohio, the weather is terrible. Um, we, it's not like California, you know, where we, you have sun and things like that all the time. What kind of advantages, you know, something like this, this indoor gardening can be really helpful for people? Yeah, no, this is, this is actually so fun. I love that both of you are like, you know, two sides of the table right here in terms of level of um, desire for, and maybe expertise in all things gardening. And so, just quickly, what what is InGarden? InGarden is an indoor hydroponic device for growing microgreens at home. And why it's a beautiful thing that both, you know, you, Amy and Laura, you have different level of expertise in all things gardening is that InGarden can be for the person who's a chronic plant killer, right? Just no, not a green thumb. Or it can be for the person who does enjoy gardening uh, in the case of maybe as you mentioned now that it's colder months, you can't necessarily do that. And so growing indoors is something that will be feasible. And why why is this device or in general smart gardening exciting is because it is the next trend of 2022. So for a while, it has been this farm to table movement, right? Farm to fork. However, market predictions suggest that now it's transitioning into a movement of tech to table in the sense of every day of our lives, every one of us is now relying on modern technology and smart devices to direct our lives from things like Google Maps to Amazon and Netflix suggesting us, you know, what to watch or or what to buy or currently right now, you know, over Zoom, right? All of these modern tools, these technologies are helping us better our lives, are helping our lives become, you know, easier and more convenient. And why is that so important when it comes to health is because no matter what, we all live in this modern world where we are busy and we maybe don't have the time, the, you know, energy or just, you know, the effort to really invest into something as wholesome as growing our own food. And so for me, this this passion for in-garden of bringing tech to table in the sense of smart gardening indoors is how can I create something that's autonomous, meaning you know, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to rely on sunlight because it has the LED lighting system. You don't have to, you know, use any sort of soil or refresh, you know, I don't know, maybe a fertilizer, any any sense like that. The, the seed pads are ready. All you have to do is pour water over them. And in that sense, I think this this aspect of getting to have something that connects you with your food, which is the saying, um, my culture, the Māori culture, uh, the native islanders of New Zealand, the saying is, which means food from my hands. And in New Zealand, there's a large uh, respect for, I guess I could say, the land and where your food comes from and just mother nature as a whole. 
But my adolescent years were in the central city of London. So you can imagine New Zealand, this just nature wonderland where London is the flip side of that, this urban hustle bustle, you know, fast paced modern lifestyle where you don't even have the space. You don't even have outdoor space. You don't even have a balcony for the most part. Um, So it's like, ah, like how can, how can we have, you know, these values of you know, whole foods, wholesomeness, connecting with our food and how it grows and respect for the land, but also realistically living in today's society. And that's kind of those crossroads of my experiences is where Ingarden was born. And that's why I do think it's fun that both of you have those different level of, you know, expertise when it comes to being a green thumb, because it, it literally points to Ingarden can be for everyone. When it comes to good nutrition, I think that making it easier, making, you know, healthy food, quote, quote, fast food, right? We we grab the unhealthier foods because they're easy, because they're convenient, because they're ready right there for us. But if we have fresh food growing on our countertop, on our kitchen table, on our coffee table, wherever you want to place your in-garden, that is ease and convenience. That is connecting with our food because it's right there. You don't even have to go out to the garden, maybe, you know, in the cold or in the wet and you don't even have to put shoes on. Right? <laughs> They're right there. You just have to grab a pair of scissors and, you know, use it in your recipe or sprinkle it on top of your dish. And I think that from the aspect of, you know, no matter who we are, reconnecting with our food is so important. And even, even for the kids, you know, uh, I, I once read a study that basically, you know, kind of highlighted how kids don't really know how food grows these days. They just, yeah. oh, it comes in a package, like, cool. Like, yeah. But getting to see the microgreens grow in a short span of seven days, you know, each day, uh, I'm excited to hear your guys' commentary, but each day, you know, they look different. The, the seeds, they have a very short life cycle. And so they, every day, it's like Christmas morning in the sense of you get to wake up and they look a little different. And it's like, it's exciting. And I think whether it be, you know, from us getting excited about having a, a plant baby or for the kids, you know, getting excited to see, you know, quote, quote, magic happening, you know, and I think that's the kind of beautiful nature of it is that connecting with our food is not only beneficial from a, a standpoint of nutrition with obviously uh, I'm happy to comment on the microgreens themselves but from a standpoint of you know we humans have an innate connection to nature whether we, we realize it or not and psychological studies have shown how much joy um, nature and just life especially when that life forces the food that's feeding you can be for us no matter who we are green thumb or not right yeah I know I totally, well, I, I enjoyed the fact that it was a hydroponic system too. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't messy at all. So I, yeah, Amy, we should probably. You know, I, I, I had a thought though, gosh, this would be a great gift for kids. Yes. Because of the simplicity of it. Yes. Um, I, I, it just hit me. I'm like, man, I mean, my son wanted to know what I was growing. <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> He's like, mom, mom, what are you growing down there? But yeah, what a wonderful idea for children because it is something so simple that they could participate in. And like you said, every day it looks a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's we'll include, we're going to include pictures that yes. we took during the growing process. And I even did some voice memos as I was every day visiting my plants <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a really simple system. Natalie, do you want to tell us just like again, just the logistics of putting together? You mentioned the seed pads in the water, but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure people understand how simple this is. 
<laughs> yes, I think, you know, I, I really appreciate what you say about pictures because I think, you know, we, you know, that saying uh, pictures are worth a thousand words. And even um, on our website or our social media, too, I think that that's brilliant to look at because we have videos and and all sorts of things explaining some of the logistics because it is hard when explaining these new tech, you know, the new tech, it's hard to sometimes visualize. But for the gist of it, the, the design behind it, I think for, for me was very important, is simple, sleek, and sophisticated. I want something that could fit aesthetically into anyone's house, into any part of your house, where it's not bulky, it's not an eyesore, you know, it's also small, right? Small and compact. And so that was the basis behind the design. And so we have where the water sits is a ceramic bowl. That's kind of an oval oblong shape. The ceramic bowl where the water sits and then the seed pad trays sit inside the ceramic bowl. The ceramic bowl, right? You have your seed pads, you pour water over it. Hence, that's why the water sits in the ceramic bowl. And then the ceramic bowl slots into an LED lighting system. Um, that's kind of like an L uh, bracket in a sense. And the LED lighting system has an automated timer for 12 hours it goes on and for 12 hours it goes off. And that's um, designed to mimic, obviously, nature's natural process of sunlight, night and day. Um, so that's why it's great. You don't have to rely on the sun. You don't have to even think about it. I think sometimes when it comes to the daunting fact of growing our own food is that most of us, our mental bandwidth cannot take adding something to our to-do list, right? Adding another responsibility. And so for me, I understood that deeply. And I was like, okay, ah, like how do we, how do we get to enjoy the aspect of nutrition straight from the source? Because there's no doubt that that is the best form in, in terms of high high value of nutrients and quality. How do we get that, right? But how do we also you know, have that mix of autonomous easiness, conveniency? And so that's the the push behind the design of Ingot. And then why did why did I choose microgreens? Well, you know, on the market, there's plenty of companies, smart gardens, right? Indoor gardens, there's plenty of them, but there really isn't anyone specializing in microgreens and in, in, in terms of what are microgreens. So microgreens are the easiest way I like to explain it simply. They are simply baby versions of the fruits and vegetables you already know. For example, we sell broccoli microgreens, we sell red cabbage microgreens, we sell arugula microgreens, kale microgreens, etc. So hopefully many of you recognize, you know, some of those names from broccoli to kale, right? And in, in that sense, I think what's beautiful about microgreens is that most of us maybe haven't heard of them or maybe we've seen them as like a garnish on a on a plate um, or maybe on a sandwich before. However, I think that it's time to take them out of the arena of simply being a garnish because of their nutritional density. And then realizing that when it comes to food, I always have this perspective of how can I get the most cocoa 
bang for my nutritional buck, right? If my nutrition is something that I'm investing in, how can I get the most value for my money or in the sense of value for my my nutrition, you know, value for per calorie, right? right. And when it, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to microgreens, that's exactly what they are. That's what nutritional density means. It means thinking of what dense means, like when something's dense, it means a lot packed into a small volume of space. And that's what microgreens are they are more nutritionally dense than their mature vegetable counterpart, which I definitely have some figures, um, some actual numbers that I can quote off if you like. But I think that's the point of being like, okay, microgreens are not some, you know, foreign thing like kombucha is popular now, but it used to be like, what on earth is that, right? But microgreens are simply produce, right? And we all know we could be eating you know, a little more fruits and vegetables, no matter how, you know, who we are, how healthy we are, we could all, I think, add a little more. I think like having that positive spin on on our diet in the sense of what can I add? Like, how can I nourish myself more instead of being like, oh, I can't eat this. This is a no food. This is like, I should restrict this. No, no, no. I like to like spin it on its head. No, what, what more can I add? Yeah. Right. In that yes. sense of like having that abundance mindset, mm-hmm. I think is so valuable. And so that's why I think microgreens are the next best thing are, are this underdog, right? They are a whole food, you know, they are, there's no question in what they are. Right. Cause you know, it's nature. Nature's in control here. It's not some sort of, uh, you know, maybe supplement or manufactured food. It's it's literally nutrition straight from the source right on your countertop and you really can't go wrong. I have to say the microgreen saved me a couple times this week. So the timing worked out. I had grown them for a week and we came back. Uh, we went away for a few days on a trip and came back and my lettuce had gone bad. And so I've been using it on top of like things. And uh, I've got some pictures. I've used it on top of avocado toast in the morning, of course, which I think is something we all can see uh, happen a lot. But I've also had it, (laughs) Amy and I discovered it before we began that we both added it to a quesadilla before we came here for our podcast today. So uh, it's a great way to add some greens to a meal and uh, when I didn't have the lettuce around, it was ni- a yeah. nice backup too. But it can also no. be a great garnish. And it's just so, yeah. like you said, uh, I'm all about adding to the diet and not focusing on what we shouldn't be eating. You yeah. Know? No, I really like that you say that too about your lettuce because I think realistically, like, We've all accidentally, you know, whether it be left food in the fridge a little too long, especially when it comes to fresh produce and microgreens, you can think of them in the kind of same family as like herbs in the sense of they go bad faster than the more sturdier vegetables, just because they are so delicate and they are very young. And so they're not as, you know, sturdy and strong in that sense. And so... That's kind of, I think, the predicament that a lot of us have is that, yes, we all want to do better, but then mm-hmm. realistically, life happens. Realistically, we, we you know, run out of time. We, we don't, you know, when it comes to microgreens too, it's hard to find them. Like, I know here out in California, you can find them at, um, we have a supermarket called Trader Joe's. You can find them at Trader Joe's sometimes, but, you know, 
I've looked in the packages before and they're already beginning to rot. Like, you know, when it's kind of wet in a bag, you're like, you're not going to buy that. And then even when you do, they go bad quite quickly in your fridge. Or I know that I can find them at my local farmer's market, but let me tell you, they're rather pricey. And so (laughs) as a, um, you know, individual who likes to be uh, savvy, it's it's hard sometimes to balance, you know, these realistic factors when with high quality nutrition. And so, I think too um, accessibility is a thing like I know in America like it breaks my heart that there are literally people today in America who are hungry right who don't have access to fresh produce I know I took a class once that was this community nutrition class and basically showing how like there are some states in middle America that they don't have access to fresh produce and I think something like in garden is like you know whether it be in garden or any other smart technology where people now can have access to these fresh nutrients that they didn't before and so I think like Thinking about it on a on a bigger scale like that is re- is honestly, um, you know, beautiful. And I think we talked about kids, but I think it even applies to like elderly. Like I know studies have been done where like elderly who who um, take care of a plant, it helps them, you know, not not feel depressed and you know not valued in the sense of you know all their families perhaps gone gone off and living their own lives. And so like this aspect of caring for something but also the nutritional value is like unbeatable and like in terms of those statistics I think sometimes you know it's easy to throw around these buzzwords like nutritional density but I think I know like as a scientist that I am the numbers help me and so I know you guys are so passionate about marketing claims because oof, there's a lot of there's a lot of BS in the world of nutrition today. And, and so I think for me, I, I came into the space knowing that, right? I'm a scientist at heart, really, not not a bit business lady, even though my team my team has has to remind me, like, come on now, like you gotta you gotta balance it out. But for me, I came into the space, I'm like, okay, whatever claims I make about my you know, my mission here in the sense of what is the nutritional value of our microgreens, I want them to be validated. Because for the most part, produce, you know, they don't have nutritional labels on them in the store. We just kind of, we know they're good for us. But I think sometimes knowing exactly why or exactly how much can really help people have a tangible feel for the value. And so... I think I told you guys like one of one of my favorite is the red cabbage microgreens because they're this beautiful purple color. And so if you take a serving size of red cabbage, I think we can all like visualize a, a cabbage, right? A red cabbage and the same serving size of red cabbage microgreens. When it comes to the nutritional value, some some that I can list is, for example, the vitamin A content. Microgreens, red cabbage microgreens versus red cabbage mature vegetable. Vitamin A content, there's 230% more of the daily value of vitamin A in the microgreens than the mature red cabbage. There's 150% more folate, which as you know, is vitamin B9. There's 88% more manganese in the microgreens versus the red cabbage. And the the you know most mind-blowing statistic is there's 2150% more phosphorus in the serving of microgreens versus red cabbage. So I just listed, you know, from 88 to 2150, right? Double digit, triple digit, quadruple digit 
more concentration of these micronutrients. And micronutrients, right, are vitamins and minerals. These are essential. If we're not getting it from our diet, our body is not producing it, right? We can't produce these um, essential micronutrients ourselves. And so I think in today's world, a lot of times when it comes to micronutrients, the market tells you you know, to turn to the supplements, to turn to the mentality of a pill for an ill. But unfortunately, we just don't know enough. Like there are so many, you know, bioactive compounds in food that as a scientific field, we still haven't really studied. We still are learning. And so in in terms of getting our nutrients from whole foods, I, I, I know you guys support this effort of like, you know, it's the most, I suppose, the most guarantee that we can get. And also price-wise, like real food is is cheaper than some of the supplements that you can find out there. And, you know, I definitely feel like the, the reliance on, you know, on whole foods is where we should kind of place our attention because that's kind of the starting point. I think everything else builds on top of that. I think it starts with our lifestyle and behavior changes. Then I think it starts with our diet as a whole. Then it you know, can continue up the pyramid of how focused you get on the little details of your nutrition. But having something like in garden, having these microgreens on your countertop, like you mentioned, kind of saved you, Laura. And it's right there. It's ready. Like you, you don't have to go to the store, right? right. The, you, know, you don't have to go to the store. You don't have to think about them going bad. You don't have to think about growing them yourself. Like they're there. They're ready for you. They're, they are convenient. They are healthy food becoming fast food. And by, yeah, by using these tools, like that's how I think, you know, obviously talking of the new year, that's how you're going to be realistic about achieving your goals. What Mm -hmm. tools are you going to put in place to create behavior change? Not focusing on the outcome of, oh, you want to lose weight, you want to, you know, maybe build some muscle, whatever it might be. Instead of thinking of the outcome, think of what are the behavior changes? I am going to add a serving of vegetables on a plate, right? That that That's something you can measure. That's something you can be like, today, did I have a serving of vegetables at my lunch or my dinner, right? Those behavior changes, you know, using these tools to help us, like, is what's going to make achieving your goals that much easier, I think. Yeah. So from a logistical point of view, you mentioned, you know, they're right there, they're available, you know, once, once you've grown them and mine, you know, at seven days looked pretty good. I've kind of let them hang out a couple of days before we got on today. We talked about that harvesting process, but once we get through that harvesting process, do you have ideas of how people can use microgreens? I mean, we've done quesadillas and this and that. What, yes. uh, what other things can we use them in? What other dishes do you recommend? Brilliant, brilliant question. So what's what's the best bet is we actually do have a blog on our website. If you go to ingolder.com, we do have a link to our blog, which is all, we do have rest, heaps of recipes. And another exciting thing, every Wednesday, I actually do an Instagram, you know, lunch with me where we cook a recipe in a couple slides on a story just to show everyone how easy it is and how fun it is um, to incorporate microgreens into meals. So to quote a few, one of my most favorite that I recently um, did on the Instagram stories a couple weeks ago was a microgreen 
pesto. So as I mentioned, one of my big missions is getting away from only using microgreens as a garnish and realizing how we can actually incorporate them on a larger scale. So imagine a pesto, right? Typically um, basil, olive oil, cheese, some lemon juice, a nut, typically pine nuts and some garlic, right? Scrap the basil and use microgreens. So create the pesto as usual, but using microgreens as the as the herb in sense, um, as the vegetable, right? Instead. I was <laughs> blown away how delicious it is. And I actually used a variety of, of the different microgreens and they all have a slightly different taste, maybe from the more like peppery, spicy side of things to the more kind of, you know, just neutral, delicate kind of nutty, nuttiness in a sense. And it's just, it's just so fun to realize like, wow, like I'm eating something delicious that pesto can go in anything, right? From pasta to maybe a salmon or a chicken or even, you know, a sandwich or a wrap, right? Pesto is so versatile. And I think like using microgreens in this way, like I'm eating something that's tasty, but also thinking about the numbers I just quoted, thinking about this just punch, like punch of yeah. micronutrients that you're getting. Like, ah, when I when I get the best of both worlds like that, like I can't, can't help but smile. And so pesto is one of my favorite. Another thing is smoothies. Like I know I think putting spinach or, or something like that in our smoothies is something most of us have seen by now and it's kind of normalized. But you can do the same with microgreens. Of course, that you do have to be a little more careful which one you choose because I've accidentally put um, the mustard microgreens before and a little too much of them. So my, my smoothie was a little spicy, but um, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes, yeah, you, you live and you learn. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, like you you guys said, you know, quesadilla or wrap. I know I, I talked with mm-hmm. um, a podcast host once and she said that she was having, a, you know, late, late night with her, her kids and didn't have time. And so she just had to whip up some uh, chicken nuggets, mac and cheese. But the fact that the microgreens in garden was right there, she, you know, utilized them on this dish. And so even if you're eating, you know, your your healthiest plate, mixing them into a salad or on top of a soup or whatever it might be, to something like pizza or mac and cheese or chicken nuggets, I think it's being realistic, like, hey, like no matter what meal you're incorporating the microgreens in, by adding them, you are adding a nutritional value, right? You are increasing, you're doing that little bit extra to help you with, you know, minimal effort. And I think like that aspect, I know she shared that her kids loved it because it was as if like sprinkling cheese, right? And it's exciting because it's right there. And what's cool, I, I think I mentioned that the ceramic bowl like slots into the lighting device, but you obviously in that sense, it can also slot it out. So you can actually carry the ceramic bowl to your table and have it as a, you know, as a dish on the table to, uh, you know, your guests to grab from. And I know I've even talked to individuals with like my, they're like, my friends came over and they're like, what is this? And it's like, wow, like, you know, have something that's like a talking point and something like, you know, indoor plants, I think is a big thing that's, you know, happened over the past couple of years. People love it. I know here it's all about, um, here in California, it's all about the succulents. Like people love the the succulents. And now it's like, wow, like now you can have, you know, indoor plants, but you can eat them too. And it's just, yeah. I think all around like fun in the sense of the versatility of microgreens, you know, what you can add them to any savory there's 100% they can fit. Um, I'm still thinking of a creative way I could incorporate them in a, in a sweet dish, but I'm working <laughs> on it. But for the most part, anything you can think of from, 
a sandwich, to a wrap, to a burrito, to a curry, to, you know, a stir fry, um, as I mentioned, a pesto, a hummus, whether you even infuse olive oil. I don't know if you guys have seen like the like basil infused olive oil or rosemary yes, infused yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can do the same with microgreens. They're just so versatile yeah. and so convenient. And And then, as I mentioned, like, The nutritional value is, it blows your mind. Like to think that you can, you know, eat less microgreens in a sense of you, maybe, maybe, maybe some listeners out there, like they, they don't necessarily love vegetables and thinking of having to have a big serving of vegetables on their plate, they're just not there yet. And so to think that you can get the same and or more nutritional value from the microgreens for less, right? You don't need to eat a massive serving might help those, whether it be the kids who are reluctant to eating vegetables or some of us who are, you know, new to this health journey. I, I think it fits on that side of the scale, but also on the side of the scale of that health enthusiast who's like looking for the next, you know, the next thing to really just push their nutrition, you know, continue to push the push the barrier on their nutrition. And so I think that's that's what's truly exciting is that versatility, is that variety that you can have. I tell you, I'm I'm excited now because I I I make pesto all summer long with my basil and in my garden and I love it. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing with all my microgreens. (laughs) (laughs) I can have basil all year round. That's exactly. So So let's take a minute. I'm gonna play some audio. All right, so I'm opening the box. It does say it's recyclable. The box itself. It actually came in a box for shipping, in another box, and a third box. And I'm looking at this now, and it says, in garden sprouts, 1,000 plus fresh microgreens weekly. And there are several little things in here. There's a tray holder, six wicks, three trays. I'm sure I'll learn what all of these are as I read the instructions. And it has some very beautiful pictures, apparently, of what I'll be growing. So I'm super excited. I will say I do not have a green thumb. Uh, Laura seems to have much better luck growing things than I do. So I, I kind of think if I can grow this, anyone can grow. And my dog has decided to join me here, and she's going to go ahead and make noise. So I'm going to stop this for now. Okay, I have opened up my in-garden box, scanned the get me growing to take me to the website to get started. I cannot believe how simple this is going to be. So I'm going to get this out of the box, set it up. My biggest, my biggest decision is where to put it. Uh, it's kind of cute and so I think I'm going to find a place on my counter to to keep this. And then I'll probably wait until the morning to actually start the garden. There's something about having (laughs) the light on during the day and having it off at night that makes me feel better. So we'll see how this goes. All right, so I have found a place to plug this in in our house, which is always not the easiest thing to do. But because it does not actually need sunlight, which is awesome, I'm going to set it up here in our basement laundry room. This is a very easy setup. There's only about three really big parts to this 
system. There's the handle, there's the ceramic bowl, and then there's the seeds and the seed pads that go onto a tray. Very simple to set up. And I'll uh, show a picture of it here in a minute. There's something so satisfying about getting up every morning and looking to see how much these sprouts have grown. <laughs> it's really kind of fun. <laughs> so I got everything set up. I have uh, never done microgreens before, so I had to just pull up a YouTube video very quickly to make sure that I was doing things correctly. These seed pads are really neat. They are very well organized. I think Laura told me we were growing sprouts, so I'll be interested to see what goes on here. Um, once you have filled the seed pads, you wet them down pretty generously, and then you plug in the device and hit the timer button. And what apparently happens here is that after 12 hours, it will shut off and then it will come back on again. What I love about this is I do not have to have sunlight to grow these, which is unusual when you're gardening and very nice for our winter weather here in Ohio where we're not gonna have a lot of sunlight. I am gonna leave my watering can here near my microgreens and so I'm ready to water when needed. Apparently have to kind of keep things moist, so I'm gonna do that and we'll see what happens. I'm amazed, so excited. My mustard seed seeds are now, they started off, they were all yellow, and now that they've sprouted, we're finally seeing green leaves on them. The, let's see, in the middle I have my red cabbage, and that is still looking pretty red, and but I'm starting to see some green leaving, leaves coming out from some of them as well. And finally with the broccoli, that's probably the one that's been furthest behind, but I actually see quite a few leaves today for the first time on that, or um, sprouts coming up. I'm not sure they're green, they're more like yellow light yellow right now. Uh, so very pretty. So yeah, I had a great time. Like you talked about earlier, like it, it's kind of like, it, it's a great gift for kids. I think Amy, you were saying, and mm -hmm. it, it's like, I feel like I was a kid. I honestly, I was like, oh yeah, cool. They're already starting to sprout, you know, and they did sprout so quickly. And uh, that was really cool. And I don't know. So I've enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to using it for the rest of the year. So, so I, I know just one more like cooking question with this. So when you're cooking with fresh herbs, there are things you have to take into account of how often, you, you know, when you add them in the recipe, is there something similar with microgreens? Is there a point where you wouldn't want to, I'm just like thinking overcook them or, you know, something like that. Is there a point in recipes where that's the time to add it? Yes, yeah, a great, great question, Amy. So 
yes, microgreens, definitely. You can, how to use them, definitely think of them in the same arena as how do you, how would you use herbs in the sense you do, definitely, they're not um, a vegetable like say maybe carrots or celery where you do want to cook down, but microgreens are the delicate, are the, the last addition to a meal. And so for example, um, one of the recipes I actually just made was an egg fried rice, uh, egg fried microgreen rice. And so, um, you know, I sauteed uh, some vegetables and added the rice and then the egg and mixed it up in the saute pan. And then at the, I, you know, when the dish was ready, I turned off the heat, but kept it in the pan and then added a massive handful of microgreens and just, you know, stirred it into the rice before plating my dish. So in that sense, it's a, yeah, they definitely, um, you know, uh, were exposed to the heat a little bit, which is totally fine. You know, I think we've all seen that before where um, the the herb or in this case, the microgreen is wilted a little bit, but not in a bad way, just kind of a, you know, in a culinary sense, it's definitely just been, um, you know, minorly cooked and that's absolutely fine. But yes, you definitely don't want to add them in at the start of a dish or, or any sense like that because <laughs> they definitely will lose nutritional value but also taste and um, appeal. So yes, I think maybe we've experienced that if you've ever like overcooked spinach or something like that, it becomes just... Oof, like I don't even know much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, I would always advise, you know, keeping them to the fresh side. That's largely what they are. That that just fresh punch that is always um appealing in a dish. You know, they definitely have a, a slight I don't want to say crunch, because I think I always associate crunch with like like a chip, like the crunch of a chip, but they definitely have a crispness to them, a a, a bite um in the sense of when you when you chew them. And so I think like it's definitely important to know how to use them, where to use them into which I would advise definitely checking out our, our website and blog to, to get you started on the journey. And I think an important note to say, like before we end the episode uh, today is whether it be, you know, in garden, whether it be investing in a hydroponic device or whether it be you simply Googling microgreens or going to the in-garden website, whether it be like just educating yourself a little bit and following up on some of the things we talked about, whether it be going to the supermarket, the farmer's market, or, you know, investing in the hydroponic system. I, I think no matter what start you, uh, what point you start at, that is a step forward in the right direction to bettering your overall health because microgreens they are incredible but like everything there is no silver magic bullet to you know fix all your health <laughs> in one go it's all about that that overall balance and microgreens definitely are a key key player in giving you that extra punch you know of those micronutrients that are hard to get they are uh, especially when most of us do have trouble getting fresh produce on the plate in the first place um microgreens can be a, a great step i think as you know as i mentioned for the person just starting out or for the person already doing very well and just wants that extra mm, like zest <laughs> yes I'm so glad you mentioned your website. Would you share your information with our listeners? And 
the special code that they get for being listeners yep. of the Secret Life of Dietitians. Yes. Order from you. We are going to continue this conversation in a second episode because you are so fantastic. I'm literally just sitting here inspired and I want to go do more now. Um, we're going to continue this in a second a second chat um, and you know, go through some more specific between this and like what's the difference between this and sprouts. Mm-hmm. That's a good question because they kind of look like them. Yeah, share your information with our listeners and then we will continue in the next episode. No, I appreciate those kind words. You definitely made my day now. <laughs> um, so thank you for that. And yes, I'm excited uh, for our next episode just to dive into some more questions about microgreens themselves, about application, also about all these health trends because I know we are all equally passionate at kind of as I started the episode, giving people that self-empowerment to think critically about, you know, these marketing schemes, these nutrition trends, and really realizing how, you know, simple good nutrition can be. It doesn't have to be complicated nor expensive. And it definitely should be personalized to all of us in our lifestyles. Um, so I'm excited for that chat. But uh, in the meantime, yes, the website is really simple, ingarden.com, I-N-G-A-R-D-E-N.com. Social media right now, Instagram is definitely the place to go. And that is ingarden underscore uh, you'll be able to see some more videos on the recipes, on the product, um, how to use it, how to set it up. Uh, there's also some some like Instagram reels where I kind of just talk about some of the you know hot topics in a sense. And then the code or special code to get 15% off. It's going to be secret 15 uh, at checkout. And that, you know, anyone, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like anyone loves it, loves a discount. Um, so I hope that, hope that helps maybe um, give someone that extra push that they were kind of looking for to invest in this. And I think too, you know, as I mentioned, new years and sticking to your goals, utilizing all the tools that you can to make it that much easier to decrease the barrier for you, whether it be the physical barrier of your bandwidth of time and effort, or even the mental barrier of the like, oh, I have to like go in the fridge, take it out the bag, wash them, top them, cook them. Oh, I don't have time. I'm just going to grab the convenient food, right? Whether it be like the physical reality of your time and your effort or the actual mental component of it, of the kind of, oh, like, you're quote, quote, not bothered, I think it can help anyone to start utilizing these technologies as we have done with everything else and how much of um, a convenience and efficiency efficiency factor that these, um, you know, technologies have. But yes, 15% off with the code SECRET15. And if you don't have a pen with you right now, we will include this in a separate Instagram post from our normal Instagram post about the episode. Uh, We'll have all of this information in a single post. And along with that code to remind you to use that when you check out. And again, you can catch more of this conversation in the next episode because I just want to talk to Natalie forever because she's fantastic. (laughs) This is so cool. And literally, she says so many of the things that Laura and I say, but she says it so much better I think (laughs) so I just love it no stop it no I I teach um undergrad nutrition classes and so I've really had to learn how to you know when you're talking to a student of a student body of 40 people who trust me they are not most of them are not passionate about the subject at all they've never even thought very critically to about their diet 
in, in the first place. And some, some of them are just taking the class for a credit too. So it's really, you definitely have to learn how to, you know, finesse your words to be applicable to everyone in that class who some are, you know, at different levels of their health journey. And, you know, I think that it's, it's hard for us, you know, passionate individuals sometimes and experts in the space to remember what it was like to be on that other side of our journey. And so I think like, uh, you know, reflecting on that is what can definitely help us hopefully connect to and relate and and give those application-based tips. Because, you know, you can spend all day educating people on how things work, why things are the way they are. But I think most of us are we're at the point where we're like, okay, how? Like, cool. Like, I want to better myself. I I want to improve my health, but how? Mm -hmm. And so I I hope that's what we can, you know, give today and continue to give in the next episode. Yep. Wonderful. Yes. Well, thank you for your time with us today, Natalie. We're just great. It will, again, we'll include all of the information today on how to order the system. We're going to include some photos from our individual growing experiences uh, in an Instagram post. So if you'd like to check us out on Instagram, you can find us at the Secret Life Dietitians. You can reach us on our website at www.secretliferd.com. You can email us if you have questions for Natalie. We'd love to address them in this next episode. You can email us at dish at secretliferd.com. You can also drop us a message on Instagram or a comment, and we will be happy to have her address that in the next episode. So thank you again, and we will talk to you very soon. Yes, Natalie. thank you. Until yes, next time. <laughs> we will find you next time wherever you get your podcasts.